0: Welcome to Christ Rehoboth Church, a place where we help people discover their purpose for living and raise kingdom people for global impact. Join us today as Rev. Kingsley Agu takes you deep into God's Word. I want to welcome everybody especially. Thank you for being with us this morning. I want to say a big thank you to our man of God, Rev. Kingsley Agu, for the privilege to share God's Word this morning. And I also want to welcome Messy's parents again. They are with us this morning. Welcome, pastors. God bless you, Daddy dear Mommy. Thank you for being with us today. I appreciate every pastor, every worker, everyone in this church. God bless you. Real good. So, for the last two days, we were talking on sold out. And we've defined sold out as total commitment, total submission to God. This is you giving God your everything, giving God your all. Praise the Lord. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 5. They did more than we had hoped, for the effect action was to give themselves to the Lord and to us, just as God wanted them to. This was Apostle Paul talking about the church in Macedonia. These people we are sold out to God, they were so giving to the things of God. They were so committed to the things of God that in their being sold out to the Lord, they were also giving to the apostles. And they are being sold out, showed in their commitment and in their giving. Praise the Lord. We read that those people, they didn't have so much. They had a lot of issues. Still, they were committed to the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. So today we'll be starting with Romans 5. i reading from... Verse 6, this is a long read. When we were utterly helpless, Christ Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, it will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still his enemy, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. Verse 11. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death. So death spread through everyone and everyone sinned. Yes, people sinned even before the law was given, but it was not counted as sin because there was not yet any law to break. Still, everyone died from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even those who did not disobey an explicit commandment of God as Adam did. Now, Adam is a symbol, a representation of Christ who was yet to come. But there is a great difference between Adam's sins and God's gracious gifts. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gifts of righteousness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to our being made right with God. Even though we are all guilty of many sins. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. For all who received it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Because one man disobeyed God, many became sinners, but because one man obeyed God, many would be made righteous. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all the people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God. And resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We just saw the gospel in one read. Praise the Lord. That Jesus died for us. He took our place. He was crushed. He went through a painless, a painful, a painful, depreciating death for our sakes. He was a perfect man, but he took our place on the cross. And because of Christ, we have right standing with God. Hallelujah. So we are here today we are seated here today because of what Jesus did. hallelujah. Colossians 1.13 for he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. who oh, purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. He purchased our freedom and forgave our sins Ephesians 2: 13 but now you I've been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. Oh my God. Romans 5 verse 10. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we, we are still enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. Praise the Lord. So what Jesus did was a complete package. So there is nothing that we have to do anymore. Except we receive, we accept, we believe. Hallelujah. So it was done. It was perfect. He finished it. So God by himself, he brought about the redemption package. He said, come and take it. Praise God. So we don't have anything that we need to do to make God love us or to make God want to forgive us. Now, forgiveness was made available even before we existed. Praise God. That is so beautiful. So in Christ alone, Lord, the payment for our sin was upon the cross. We find reconciliation to God and ultimate meaning and purpose for our lives. Praise the Lord. What a wonderful God. So we already know that nothing can be added. There's nothing you need to do to add to what Jesus has done. Praise God. It is a perfect thing. It is done. So the, 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 the power of the cross still speaks. It spoke thousands of years ago. It will still speak. If Jesus tarries millions of years, it will still speak. Do you understand? It does not lose value. Praise God. Does not lose that no matter what you do, salvation package is still free. And God is, God has given you freely. All you need to do is receive. Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2. Read it severally. Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9. It said God saved us by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. Praise the Lord. There is nothing we could have done to end salvation. There is nothing. Your good deeds, your manners. No. The sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. That is it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So Jesus satisfied God's requirement for reconciliation. All we need to do is believe in our hearts. Confess with our mouths. Romans 10 verse 9. Romans 10 verse Now, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So simple, right? So easy, right? All we need to do is believe in what Jesus has done. And we are saved And this package, this salvation is for you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So once our relationship with God has been restored, we are called into service. Once your relationship with God has been restored. Now we are not in in God's family, right? Now we are not saved. So we have now been called into service. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17 to 19. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us the task of reconciling people to him. And God has given us the task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting their sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. Praise the Lord. So the prerequisite for being a carrier of those gospels is what? To be saved. Praise God. Are we following? The prerequisite to be a carrier of the gospel, to be a minister of reconciliation is to be saved. So now that you are saved, look at your calling. God has called you. Do you understand? So we don't need a special person to say you are supposed to be in ministry. This is it in 2 Corinthians. We are all called to reconcile people back to the Father. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So the gospel of our Lord Jesus is heaven's urgent message it is a call to men and women from all ages all tribes no matter where they are to flee from their sins and come to righteousness say come and receive this gift praise the lord so it's for everybody we must understand that there is an urgency for the gospel there is an urgency for the gospel praise the lord hallelujah so, like I said, I said it is called the good news. The gospel is called the good news because it does not exclude anybody. You are not excluded based on your education, your tribal, your social economic differences. It's for everybody. Everybody from the white to the green to the black. Every single person. The salvation package is for you. So, there is no other no prerequisite to say, okay, you must be like this. Or you must be from this place for you to enjoy salvation. It is made available unto everyone. This is so beautiful. That's why John 3.16 says that for God so loved the world that, that he gave his only son that whosoever anybody that believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Anybody. Doesn't matter what you've done. Doesn't matter what you, who you were. Doesn't matter where you're coming from. Believe in Jesus. You have everlasting life. Salvation by grace, through our faith in Christ Jesus. Very, very simple. This is beautiful. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, as believers now, we know that we have been called into ministry. We know that God has given us this mandate to reconcile the people to him. But you can't give what you don't have, right? Praise the Lord. You can't give what you don't have, right? can't give what you don't have, praise God. So that is why it is expedient for us to be giving to the things of God. Expedient for us to be dedicated, to be committed to the things of God. Now that God has given you, we now know that we are all called. So we know it is our responsibility to go out. It's our responsibility to make sure that we are propagating the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. Praise God. So we now know, we are not conscious of who we are. We are not conscious of our assignment here. Praise God. So we should be committed to God's work. We should be sold out of God's work because God has given us this assignment. He said, go, go, reconcile them, bring them home, bring them home. we have all been sent. Praise the Lord. So we are all supposed to be committed to this ministry of the gospel. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So we need to surrender to God if we want to be less of us and more of him. We have hope. We say, God, none of us, all of you, we have no grip. We have no hold, Lord. This is us surrendering to the Father totally, giving him what belongs to him, our lives. Now we see that we are saved. It is a gift. We have life because God gave us the precious gift of his son. So this life that you have now, you're surrendering it to him. Is you giving him what belongs to him. Do you understand? Outside of Christ, we have nothing. Outside of Christ, we have no life. We have no hope. We are for men most miserable. Praise God. But because of Jesus, we now have life. We now have Christ. So when we we surrender, when we commit to the Father, we are giving him what belongs to him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So godly surrender does not take ambition away. Instead, our ambition is not to the things of the Father. An ambition with kingdom, eternal perspective. So it's, it's, it's not just like we are, we are chasing things of the world anymore. We just want to get this, get that. But we are ambitious for the things of the kingdom. It's all about how to expand the church. How to go out there. How to call people. How to help people grow. Because we understand that this is the aircraft of the Father. This is what the Lord has entrusted us with. God trusts you. And he gave you this mandate. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to relax and let time roll by? And be like, okay, I will start when I'm 80. Oh, you are going to start now. It is not God's desire for any to perish. We can't let the death of Jesus be in vain. He died for the world, so the world needs to hear. Do you understand? No one was excluded from God's plan when He planned for when He planned salvation. Nobody was excluded. So we will not just hold this thing, just to ourselves and enjoy it alone. God has told us now. He said, "Go out and reconcile them to me." Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So in all of this, we realize that there is a need to build a local church. There is a need to stay in a local church. There is a need to be committed to a local church. Because this is where we are taught. This is where people are saved. This is where people are discipled. Praise God. Because sometimes people want to, 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 to give more attention to um, Outside uh, ministry, uh, field evangelism, we're like, okay, let us go, let's, now, let's move to Texas, let's just move around. You know? And we forget that there is a place that we are building, where God told us to build. You know the church is the bride of Christ, right? And this church is full of people that Jesus died for. Do you know how precious the church is to Christ? Praise God. So if you understand the relevance of the church to the Lord, you will be dedicated to it. As much as we should go out there, as much as we should go around the world, where you are now, start from where you are. Don't neglect the needs of the local assembly. This is where we are fed. This is where we are fired up. This is where we are energized. Do you understand? People come here and they are saved. People come here and they are discipled. Praise God. So look at those beautiful people that Jesus died for. Do you know your services to this ministry? To His services to the Lord. Do you understand? Do you understand? So this is your service to God. These people are the people Jesus died for. This is the bride of Christ. Do you understand? So God loves the church. God loves the church. So when we come to church and we are serving, and you are doing what you are doing at the background, nobody is seeing you, you are doing it unto the Lord because you understand how much God loves the church. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we must understand that our commitment to our local church is simply an expression of spiritual unity we already share through the gospel. We are already one family. What we have in common is Christ. We are seated here today because of Christ. If we had different religions, beliefs, we wouldn't be here seated together. Do you understand? So we are here because we are believers. We believe in Jesus. We are saved. So, what we have in common is Jesus, the gospel. That's what we have in common. So, we are already united by that. So, where we are now committed to this ministry, committed to one another, we are just displaying the unity we already have in the spirit. Do you understand? So, as much as we have biological relatives and all, we are abundant by the blood of Christ. Do you know how great that is? So, what we share is Christ. What we share with the spirit of God, we have the same, the same identity. We might might look different outward, but inside we are all the same. Hallelujah. So we're already united in the spirit. So when we are committed, now we are just displaying that unity. Praise God. We are giving expression to that unity. Hallelujah. So instead of us, always glorifying mission field, we should understand that most of us are called to serve in our local assembly regularly and faithfully. We are called to serve in our local heart. It doesn't matter the units. You see a need and you give yourself to make to make sure the need is met. We are called. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So let's look at Galatians 6 verse 10. It said, Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. They are seated beside you. Praise God. So it is nice to do good to everyone, especially especially these people. Praise the Lord. So we can't say we are leaving the work to the pastor alone, to the leaders alone. We say, okay, it must be the choir coordinator. He should, he should do everything by himself. Do you understand? So we are, not, we are not leaving it to one person. We understand that our collaborative effort is the way we can build the church. Because we, we, we are all ministers. We've all been sent. We might not all be on the pulpit, but we are ministry. Prince is ministry. Bubba is ministry. Praise God. These people are ministers. They are ministry right now. So we might not all be on the pulpit or be on the spotlight, but whatever need you are meeting in the house, in the church, in your local assembly, you are ministry. You You are just living according to what God has designed for you to do. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, this is another long read, Moses and Jethro. You see that one person cannot do everything. Exodus 18, I read verse (laughs) 7. It says, Moses went out to meet his father-in-law, he bowed low, and kissed him. They asked about each other's welfare and then went into Moses' tent. Moses told his father-in-law everything the Lord has done to Pharaoh and Egypt on behalf of Israel. He also told about all the hardship he has experienced along the way. And how the Lord has rescued His people from all the troubles. Verse nine. Jethro was delighted when he heard about all the good things the Lord has done for Israel, and He rescued them from the hands of the Egyptians. Verse eleven. I know now that the Lord is greater than all the, all other gods because He rescued His people from the oppression of the proud Egyptians. Verse fourteen. When Moses' father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he asked, "What are you really accomplishing here? Why are you trying to do all this alone?" With everyone standing around from morning to evening, Moses was the only one attending to all the issues. Both trivial, both irrelevant. People were queue from morning to night. So just Moses, a man with blood flowing in his veins. From morning to evening, Moses replied, because the people come to meet me to get a ruling from God. When a dispute arises, they come to me, and I'm the one who settles the case between the quarreling parties. So even when they have disagreements, Moses, everybody with you. It's Moses. I inform them of God's decree and gave them his instruction. Jethro said, This is not good. Moses' his father in law exclaimed, You are going to wear yourself out and the people too. The job is too heavy a body for you to handle all by yourself. Now listen to me and let me give you a word of advice. And may God be with you. You should continue to be the people's representative before God, bringing their disputes to Him. Teach them God's decrees and give them his instructions. Show them how to conduct their lives, but select from all the people some capable, honest men who fear God and hate bribes. Appoint them as leaders over groups of one thousand, one hundred, fifty, and ten. They should always be available to solve the people's common dispute, but have them bring the major cases to you. Let the leaders decide the smaller matters themselves. They will help you carry the load, making the task easier for you. Praise God. So Moses was doing a lot; he was overwhelmed. So Jethro had to tell him, you can't do this on your own. Praise God. pastor cannot do it alone. Our pastors cannot do it alone. Praise God. The leaders cannot do it alone. Everybody, our collaborative effort. So when we give ourselves to services, we give ourselves to be discipled by the leaders, we will see that we'll be able to reach out to more persons. We'll be able to reach out to more persons. If it's follow-up, it makes it easier. Sister, People cannot do it alone. Do you understand? So it's our duty, it's our duty to give ourselves to our local assembly, to grow, to learn gospel, so that we will be able to reach out properly. Hallelujah. Praise God. So your being available to the local assembly is, is, is essential. We know that there is a need to constantly renew our minds. Romans 12 verse 2. We know there is a need to constantly renew our mind because we know that in the world there are a lot of corrupt, there are a lot of things that are wrong that do not conform to the things of God. So Romans 12 verse 2 says, Do not copy the behavior and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. This which is good and pleasing and perfect. A. Renew your mind. And we've been establishing for the past two days that you can only renew your mind by God's word, by prayer. Don't joke with Christian meetings. Don't say it's only Sunday you will come. See what happens on Wednesdays. See, we open scripture, we do a lot. So what happens on Fridays. Other meetings that we have. Women's meeting, the men's meeting. Don't forsake the assemblies of fellow believers. Praise God. So we constantly need to be students, dedicated students of the word of God. Because we understand that this world we live in is not a perfect place. So you need to guard your heart diligently. Praise the Lord. You need to guard your heart with the word of God. You need to stay. Praise God. So by serving in the local assembly, you are joining to create an enabling environment for others to grow. You are joining to create an enabling environment environment for God's word to manifest imagine if we came in and there was nothing there was no light there was nothing the church there was no chairs to even sit on How will service go on to so disorganized right so while pastor is preaching people are stretching because they are tired of standing praise God so you understand that we are all playing a role I would, I would have been screaming I would have lost my voice there was no media if somebody was not behind there do you understand? You see the way we are all serving, and we are meeting needs in the church. So everybody is enabling the environment for God's word to come out. So imagine. Might... Praise God. <laughs> so, so if there was no sound system, if the choir was not there, if the ushers are not there to make sure service is in order, everything will be disorganized. Do you see the role we play? Do you see how important it is? If these guys were not standing, they stand throughout. If they were not there, people cannot watch online. They, 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 this message, the gospel that we are preaching, what pastor is teaching in this church, people cannot follow from different countries, different areas of the world. Do you see the relevance of what you do? Do you see, do you see how important what you do is? The place is clean. That's why we can sit down and we are happy, right? Praise the Lord. So people are meeting these needs. So let's make ourselves available so that we can enable an environment for God's word to gain manifest for God's word. So come to us, so people can grow. Praise God. Okay. So, like we've been saying since on, since on Friday, that working together in propagating the gospel of our Lord Jesus is important. It's very, very important. So it's not about the spotlight. It's not about gratification from people. It's not about the wear done from people. This is just meeting the needs of the Father because we understand the outcry of our Father. We know that this is our Father's outcry, and so we are giving ourselves to it. Praise the Lord. I will be talking about Apostle Paul a lot because this man is a very good example of a man that was sold out, a man that was giving to the things of God. I love Romans 1. Romans 1 verse 1. You know normally when they are writing to letters, the, the writer introduces himself, They introduces who he's writing to. See the way Apostle Paul introduced himself. He said, this is a letter from Paul, a slave of Christ. In Greek, slave means dolos, this is somebody that is, like, what's the word again? Let me not use my own word. A bond servant. A bond servant is somebody that is totally sold to another person. It can be for a period or forever. So he called himself a bond servant of Christ. I'm sold to Christ. Then he also called himself an apostle. Apostle is a representative. Someone who comes to represent another person. Even comes to the person's authority. So. Paul described himself as a bond servant to Christ, an apostle, a representative of God who is sold, who is a slave to the Lord. Do you understand? So this man described himself as such. So this man was too sold out. He was so sold out to Christ. We'll see verse 16 when he, when he said, he's not ashamed of the gospel of our Lord Jesus. He's not ashamed to proclaim the gospel of our Lord Jesus. We know that Paul suffered a lot to propagate this gospel. The shipwreck, the attacks, the beating, the jails. But yet, this man was full of joy because he knew he was doing the will of the Father. He was full of joy. Because he knew that this was the will of the Father. He knew he was fulfilling his purpose on earth as a believer. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, if it was by our good works that we can do ministry for God, Paul would not be qualified because he did a lot of terrible things. But you see, the grace of God, the love of God, is a free gift. God is so wonderful. Hallelujah. So, we can't leave this work of ministry to a few. We won't be called, we have a part to play, we have a lot to contribute. God did not include side benches. Everybody needs to be on the field. There was no plan that some of you would come up for us will be saved and we'll just go and sit down. Do you understand? God said now that we are saved, we should go and reconcile. He didn't say some of you should go and reconcile. We it's for everybody. We should go and reconcile. So we should understand that this this work, this propaganda of the gospel, it's not for everybody. It's, Sorry, it's not for one person, it is for everybody. And we realize that, I know we will be talking about Paul, 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 but the Ministry of Paul was successful because they were people who were partnering with Paul. They might not be so popular today. They didn't. they were not on the spotlights. Do you understand? But these people, they fulfilled their purpose, the will of the Father. I'm gonna talk about the couple, Priscilla and Aquila, first. Priscilla and Aquila, let's look at Acts 18. Verse 18. Paul stayed in Corinth for some time. After that, then said goodbye to the brothers and sisters and went to nearby Sancr. When he shaved his head, according to the Jewish custom, marking the head of a vow, then he set sail for Syria, taking Priscilla and Aquila with him. Verse, 18. they stopped first at the port of Ephesus, where Paul left the others behind. While he was there, he went to the synagogue to reason with the Jews. Acts 18, 24 to 28. Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, an eloquent speaker, who knew the scriptures well, had arrived in Ephesus from Alexandria in Egypt. He had been taught the way of the Lord and he had taught others about Jesus with an enthusiastic spirit and with accuracy. However, he only knew about John's baptism. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him preaching boldly in the synagogue, they took him aside and explained the way of God even more accurately. Apollos had been thinking about going to Achaia and the brothers and sisters in Ephesus encouraged him to go. They wrote to the believers in Achaia asking them to welcome him when he arrived there. It proved to be of great benefit to those who by God's grace had believed. He refuted the Jews with powerful argument in public debate. Using the scriptures, he explained to them that Jesus was the Messiah. Praise God. You see what Priscilla and Aquila did? They didn't let the work of Paul... Being they didn't let it suffer even in Paul's absence. These were given to mentoring, even as they did in Corinth, even in Ephesus, so they were making their homes available for God's work for people to meet. So Apollos was a man with passion, but he did not have the understanding. So he was teaching based on John's baptism. That's what he was teaching the people. So this couple took him and they taught him. They taught him the way of they taught him the scriptures. Praise God. They mentored Apollos. And we can see that Apollos went. He continued. And he was able to teach people about Jesus. Because this couple gave themselves. Praise the Lord. So they gave themselves to mentoring him. Praise God. So we realized that Paul did not do everything on his own. Paul did not do everything on his own. So people were there. Worked to make them work. Apollos and Priscilla, they were tent makers like Paul. They had things doing. No one was saying so that we're not saying these are not jobless people. Paul was a tent maker. They were tent makers too. So they had jobs they were doing, but still they were committed to the things of God. They were sold out. Praise God. So they left no gap in the things that Paul was doing. Even in Paul's absence, they continued training, making disciples. Raising ministers for the gospel. Praise the Lord. Another person is Epaphras. This was a friend of Paul, was an evangelist. Epaphras was a man too, who was giving. To the things of God. Colossians 1, verse 6 to 7. The same good news that came to you is going out all over the world. It is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives, just as it's changed your lives from the day you first heard and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. You learned about the good news from Epaphras, our beloved co-worker. Is God's he's Christ's faithful servant and is helping us on your behalf? Epaphras too was given. He was one of the, the, the co laborers with Paul. These were the people that were with Paul to make sure that this gospel was propagating. The gospel of Paul, the teachers of Paul would not have gone that far, even not for them. Do you see the relevance of people, of everybody coming together? Praise God. If Paul, we realize that Paul throughout his ministry was either jailed or he was on house arrest... So Paul did not have the access to actually move everywhere like he wanted to. Most of the things were, now were, they were letters that he was writing. He, he could not leave the house, although he could receive visitors. So imagine if there were no collaborators with him. to so bring him news to so say, look at what is happening in Ephesus, so that Paul can write. To so say, look at what is happen, happening here, so that Paul can write. Do you understand? So people, we are there. So just the way we are right now, we are here. To join our pastors in propagating the gospel of our Lord Jesus in this ministry. In making sure that the ministry prospers. Praise God. So we all have a role to play. Hallelujah. Let's look at Colossians 4. Verse 12. We see Epaphras, a member of your own fellowship and the servant of Christ Jesus sent you his greatest, He always prays earnestly for you, asking God to make you strong and perfect, fully confident that you are following the whole will of God. Epaphras was dedicated. He was, he, was, he was concerned about the spiritual growth of the people. He was praying for them. So Paul was telling the people, the church at Colossus, that Epaphras is praying for you. Epaphras is, is concerned about your spiritual growth. This man is, is staying in the place of prayer for you. Praise God. We are getting the message, right? So we see people staying and praying that the gospel prospers in the ministry. We are praying that, that the pastor has deeper insight of God's word so that he can bless the people. We are praying that the pastor is energized, the leaders are energized. to so lead us, praise God. So we are not just saying any it happens, let's just leave it. Praise God. So we are committed to the growth of one another. Colossians 4 verse 14. Luke was another wonderful person that was a poor. Luke was a physician. So he was dedicated to the gospel. He had his profession as a physician. And even as he was following with the gospel, it was like it was more like even Paul's personal physician. Praise God. So these people had things they were doing, you know. They were elites. They, they, they had things, they had jobs that were giving them money, but still they were sold that. So these people were with Paul. And he helped in propagating the ministry of Paul. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So, as we saw people who stayed and were committed to God, they were others who strayed to Demas. Okay, I didn't, read, sorry, I didn't read Colossians 4, verse 4. So, let's just read that first. It said, Look, the beloved daughter sent his greetings, and so does Demas. Demas was a so poor. We can see that even Demas was sending his greetings too, to the people because he was a so poor at a point. But in 2 Timothy four verse ten, we see that Demas has deserted. Demas, the Paul was saying Demas has deserted me because he loves the things of life and has gone to Thessalonica, Crete, and has gone to Galatia. And Titus has gone to Damasia. Demas was sold out. He was committed, but along the line, the things of this world they took his attention away. Praise God, we are here today, and probably at some point in our life, we are so committed. Our hearts are so towards the things of the God, but things of the world. Yesterday too, we had material things. Can even be human beings that we idolized. We place them over God, so they not come before God. Praise God. But what will make God the center of our lives? And we see the, also see the relevance of renewing our minds. In Romans 12, verse 2. You will see this word... You, you will not, you will not, you will not put your heart on the things of the world because we, like we established on Friday, this head, everything here will pass away. They are not permanent. They are not. They don't have eternal value or relevance. They will pass away. Praise the Lord. So we understand. So Demas was, it was lost along the line. It was lost. So today there might be people that are like Demas, but you don't have to end like Demas. Praise God. Let's look at John Mark. John Mark, two words with poor, So at a point he too, he got missing for reasons we don't know. Okay. That's 2 Timothy 4 verse 1. 4 verse 11. He said, Only Luke is with me. Okay. Bring Mark with you. When you come, it will be helpful to me in ministry. Bring Mark. Mark was lost at the point. It is believed that he's the one who wrote the gospel of according to Mark. He believed that he's the same person that wrote it. he to like them as along the line got distracted from ministry. But he came back. And he became so relevant to the success of Paul's ministry. So Paul was saying here, he said. Only Luke is with me. Bring Mark with you when you come. For he will be helpful to me in ministry. Mark became dedicated. Mark became dedicated. He gave himself to Barnabas. Barnabas built him up. And Mark was not giving. He came back. He was restored. Do you understand? He made himself available. Praise God. So you you are not too far gone. Do you understand? His calling, his gifts are without repentance. You are not too far gone. So, you were born in before and now you are like, how can I get back on track? Trust me, just make yourself available. Just be ready. That is all. He enables you. Again, we were reminded yesterday, he will not give you a task without enabling you. Do you understand? Your ability, your sufficiency is of God. So even the ministry that he has given us, he gave us a message, he gave us a spirit. What else do we need? Do you understand? You are enabled. He gave you himself. Having the Spirit of God means you have God, right? So He said, Let us go. So we are going together with Him. He didn't leave you. Praise God. So you are not stranded to carry the gospel on your own. You are wondering where to go. So you are going with God. I'm standing here. I'm standing with God. I'm talking to you. Do you understand? I have God on my inside. I'm moving with God. You are moving everywhere with God. Do you understand? Do you see how much you carry on your inside? You are not alone. You're not alone, praise the Lord. The gospel is an urgent message, so we all need to put all our hands on deck. Everybody in the world has a right to hear this good news of what Christ has done. Everybody in the world has a right to to hear the salvation package that it is for them. Do you understand? Because it is for them. Christ died for everybody. So if we put all our hands on deck, we'll be able to reach Father. Do you understand? Imagine if all of, if all of us are doing the follow up, we're able to reach more persons. If all of us are doing the evangelism, if all of us are coming, let's let's clean the church, let's organise, let's do this and that. We are able to praise God. Look at the women's conference, for example. We are many that are in the committee, so we are able to do so much more. Ideas and everything will be coming out. Praise God. So we cannot leave it to one person. I say one person will preach, one person will sing, one person will even play the drum and do everything. No, praise God. It will be very tiring just the way Moses was almost worn out. Praise God. So we are all in this together and we have all been sent. Praise the Lord. The gospel is God's universal offer of grace in Christ. The sharing of the good news is the responsibility of every Christian. Praise God. Jesus gave the great commission to us, said we should go. In Matthew 28, verse 18, Jesus came and told the disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure I am with you. Go to the end of age. He's with you. He didn't just send them, say, go, go and make disciples, go and baptize. He he went with them. And this is a promise to every one of us now because we are not disciples of Christ too. He's with us to the very end. To the very end. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He told them to baptize, to teach, to make disciples. So a disciple is one who receives instruction from another. One who believes the teaching of Christ, imitates his example, believes in his resurrection, is filled with the Spirit and lives to do the work of the Lord. Praise God. So these are the, this is the definition of a disciple, and these are the quality of the disciples that God is asking us to raise. Do you understand? So somebody came to you, you heard the gospel through a means. You didn't just stumble on it on the floor, right? You heard it. Somebody made it available. It could have been tracked, It can be the media, people paid to make it work, make it get there. So now that we are saved, what are we doing? Praise God. So the great commission includes all of us. Again, we'll read 2 Corinthians 15. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us the task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Not counting... No longer counting people sin against them. And he gave us the wonderful message of reconciliation. It doesn't take any skill to serve. It doesn't take any special course. All you need to do is to be available. We have been sent. We have been equipped. And we were not even sent alone. The sender is going with you. He gave you everything that you need. He still followed you. You have all you need. Praise the Lord. So we should all be faithful to the obligation of the gospel. That we have been sent. We know. You wake up, you understand, you remember. As you are going out, you remember. I have been sent. I have been sent. This is what God said I should do. It is is at at the very core of your reasoning. You are like, this is it. Every decision you are making, you remember I'm different. I'm here for a purpose. There's a purpose for my life. Before you post that on social media, you remember, I have been saying, I'm a minister of reconciliation. Am I reconciling people to God with this post? Before you make that statement, you remember, I'm different. God sent me. Okay, I'm in this school. I'm in this club. But I'm different. I'm supposed to reconcile these people to Christ. In the way I'm behaving, in the things I'm saying, am I, am I, am I doing it? Because we, we you, know, you, know, you know, non-verbal communication is, la- is loudest, right? It's loudest. I can be smiling and say, I love you, Anna. I love you. <laughs> Do you understand? You read really more meaning to the non right? So even when it comes to your body language, your manners and all, if they don't align with what you are saying, nobody will take it from you. Do you understand? So it is very important that we understand who we are. Wherever you are, it is your pupils. Do you understand? Be faithful to the obligation of the gospel that you have been sent. Be flexible to the opportunity. It does not need that you must be on the pulpit. It can be anywhere. There is just an opportunity to share the gospel. Be flexible. Talk about it. There are different ways to go in. Talk about it. It might be where you went to make your hair. Talk about Jesus. You know, then I used to wait till I have nudges. Then I realized you don't even need to wait for the nudge to say, speak. Just speak. But then time I get into a public transport, I, I will talk. Even if sometimes people will not listen, they will not increase the music. Never want to frustrate you. I will still talk. When I talk, I'll finish, I'll pray. Thank you, I'll pay and i will get down. So sometimes they will laugh. May I have done my own. That I'll be very happy. Then the days I do not talk. When I get home, I start feeling really bad because sometimes there are people who just need to hear. Paul planted, Apollo's watered, God gave the increase. Somebody might have planted the gospel in their heart. They just need someone. There's a word. They want to hear from you. You don't know. On the day I ministered to somebody, I didn't even know I ministered to the lady. She was like, she just paid for my, she paid for my transport fare. She was like, take. Trevor, don't take money from you. She said, you minister to me. I didn't get any knowledge. Nobody said, speak, daughter, speak, daughter. I didn't hear that. I just spoke because it's my responsibility to be flexible. Any opportunity I see, you understand. So we are faithful to the obligation. We are flexible to the opportunity, and we are fearless of the opposition. So we are not scared that they will say no. They will drive me. They will do this. They will do that. You saw they did many to Paul and his other apostles, so that they will not dust their feet and say we know the entire again because they were treated somehow. But we are not saying because these people were mean to us we will not preach. We will still go there. They will insult you. They will say a manner of things. God so loved the world. God did not die. Jesus did not die for perfect people. So we are not going. If they were saved, why were we not sent? If they were good, if they understood Christ. Moral uprightness is not salvation, right? You might be morally upright, but that does not mean that you are saved. But your salvation... Your life, your new life in Christ can translate into your character and you behave better, right? So these people are not safe. They don't know the truth. They don't have the Holy Spirit. You expect them to be nice to you. They say, oh, welcome. I love the gospel. They won't. They will resist you. That's why Christ was saying to his disciples that the world will not love you because they don't love me. Because you don't belong here. So you are different. You are coming with a package that they don't understand. Even the God of this world has blinded. They have told them, don't listen. Do you understand? Like I shared some days ago, we say, don't listen. Don't listen. You are not good enough for it. The idea of legalism, you need to work it. You need to be good. You need to go to church from June January to December 1st. Then you now ask God, God, can I be saved? Then God will not say, no, go and pay tithes. So they will make you feel like you need to do some special, special thing. Before you can be saved. We already understand that this package is for everybody. There's no exclusion. Whether tribe, whether socioeconomic, nothing. Nobody is excluded. It is for the whole world that Jesus died for. Praise the Lord. So they will, not, they will resist it. The enemy will tell them to resist it. We keep pushing. Do you understand? As we have spoken, it's not you that is doing the work in their heart. It's the Holy Spirit. You all need to go and talk, right? They go and talk and make sure they take it, force it, force it, force it. No. He said, go and preach and talk to them. Give them the gospel. Make it available to them. Let them see this thing that I have, this package that I made available. All they need to do is receive. So let the Holy Spirit work in their hearts. Go and plant. Tomorrow someone else might water. Another will water. See, they will succumb. Do you understand? The, see, the power of God is greater than any force that wants to hold them down. That stronghold in their heart, it will break every defense. It will come down, to crumble. Praise God. So you just continue to play your role. So we have to reconcile others to Christ. We have to make disciples. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So you might feel that, okay, God used you in the past. Or maybe God is using you currently. Trust me. Compared to what God wants to do with you. You are just on shallow waters. God is saying, come deeper. God is saying, open your heart. Give me your whole. Have no hold. Have no grasp on yourself. Let me use you. Praise God. The Lord wants to use you mightily for the propagation of his kingdom. It is the way we are we are are going out. We are going. That is how the kingdom of darkness are doing theirs. They are trying to make sure that this gospel does does not get there. So we won't join them. We will not hinder the growth. We will not hinder the progress of the gospel of Christ. Instead, we will give our whole, we will give ourselves. We we'll give ourselves every opportunity we see. We are declaring Jesus, we are standing for Christ. We are not scared to say, "Oh, no, I'm not a believer," because we're... no, every opportunity we see, Jesus, Jesus and Jesus. Hallelujah. A people that are sold out to God completely, we are fearless, unapologetic, unafraid as concerns the gospel of Christ. Hallelujah. Let's rise on our feet. People that are giving, that are committed. And we say Jesus and Jesus and Jesus alone. Jesus and Jesus and Jesus alone. Hallelujah. People that are sold out. People that are sold out to the Lord. To the gospel of our Lord Jesus. We know the great commission. We know that the Lord has called us. We know that the Lord has instructed us. So we are giving ourselves. We are making ourselves available for His use. We are giving ourselves available for His use. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We hope your soul has been truly enriched. More video and audio teachings are available on our website, www.ChristRehobothChurch.com. Follow our social media pages and check us out on Facebook, Kingsley Agu Ministry, and on YouTube, Kingsley Agu Ministry.